Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosen, and welcome to episode 206 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favor and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Hogwarts Legacy on the Xbox One, and of course, Redfall. The games coming out this week include Size Matters, Garden Simulator, Boss Rush Mythology, 90 Soccer, TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 3, Filthy Animals Heist Simulator, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Fuga Melodies of Steel 2, After You Level Escape, Marvel's Midnight Suns Bloodstorm, Marvel's Midnight Suns The Good, The Bad, and The Undead, Marvel's Midnight Suns Redemption, Marvel's Midnight Suns The Hunger, and Last Labyrinth Lucidity Lost. Now into last week's biggest news stories and we have four to cover this week. Number one, and strapping it's a long one, but it's an important one. Phil Spencer apologizes for disappointing Redfall and claims Xbox was expecting better reviews. Credit to Andy Robertson over at VGC. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has apologized for the launch state of its latest big first party release Redfall and claimed that developer Arkane Austin will work on improvements for the game. The first major Xbox exclusive from Bethesda launched this week with a number of technical issues and has generally been reviewed poorly, garnering aggregate scores of 62 on Series X and S and 58 on PC on Metacritic. At the time of publishing, the co-op shooter has user scores of just 2.6 and 1.9 out of 10. Addressing Redfall's disappointing reception in a new interview with Kinda Funny Games, Microsoft's head of gaming claimed the platform holder did not expect such a negative reception to the game, citing internal mark reviews which allegedly suggested it could have received much higher scores. He also suggests that delaying the game further, it was originally due out in 2022, would not have solved its biggest issues. Quote, there's nothing more difficult for me than disappointing the Xbox community, end quote, Spencer said. Quote, I've been part of it for a long time. I obviously work on Xbox, I'm head of the business, I have a lot of friends and get a lot of feedback. And just to kind of watch the community lose confidence, be disappointed, I'm disappointed, I'm upset with myself, end quote. He added, quote, we do mock reviews for every game that we launch, and this is double digits lower than where we thought it would be with this game through those. That's one of the disappointing things. We would never strive to launch a game that we thought was going to review in the low 60s. It's not part of our goals. If you look at our review scores over the past year, and this is not a defense at all, I think the teams have done a much better job in upping the level of quality of the games that we've shipped. And this game was significantly below our internal metrics compared to where it actually reviewed. But that's not on anybody but us. We have to own that. End quote. Spencer was asked generally about how it decides whether a game should be delayed and the execs said Xbox wouldn't push a project back if it didn't believe it could realize its creative vision as a result. Quote, there are quality issues and we're working on those, but a fundamental piece of feedback I get from Redfall Reviews is that the games isn't realizing the creative vision that it had for its players. That doesn't feel like a, hey, just delay it. That feels like a, the game had a goal to do one thing and when players are actually playing, they're not feeling that. End quote, he said. Quote, when a game needs to be delayed, like what we did with Starfield, Halo, and Redfall, because the production timeline is saying, we have this vision, and our production timeline don't get us to the completion of that vision, we do delay games, end quote. The exec went on to play down the number of technical issues in Redfall, instead claiming that the game's poor reception was mostly because the development team didn't hit its goals. Quote, learning about the quality, and I know there are bugs, I've seen them in Redfall, when I look at the crash rates with the game because we get all the telemetry for everything, it's not out of proportion for a game that has just launched. It's kind of in the pocket of what we'd expect. That's not to deny any of the animation streaming or texture bugs or AI bugs. 
we will go and work on those. But when I look at the review scores of this game, it's about did we have enough creative differentiation in our core idea, and did we realize that creative ambition? I'm a huge supporter of Arcane Austin, their track record is awesome. I love a lot of the great games they've built, this is one where the team didn't hit their own internal goals. I think it's maybe a bit simplistic to say, hey maybe if you just delayed it 3 months, the core creative of the game would have delivered on something than what it was. So I look at them in different camps, if there's a production timeline issue, we've been open to delaying. If we just have more bugs than we should have at the end of the game, we're open to delaying. At some point we do need to have a creative vision and put the game out and reviewers and players will tell us what they think." End quote. Spencer claimed that Bethesda and the developer Arcane will continue to support Redfall, as Rare had done with Sea of Thieves, another first party co-op title which was initially criticized at launch. Quote, in terms of our commitment to the game, absolutely. The team at Arcane is taking the near term feedback. We're still working on the 60fps update, we have a good timeline for that, and we're going to continue to work on the game. We've shown a commitment to games like Sea of Thieves and Obsidian's Grounded to continue to go and build games. But I also know that these games are $70, and I'm going to take full responsibility for launching a game that needs to be great, end quote, he said. Quote, we let a lot of people down this week at the launch of the game, but we will continue to strive on. You have to. That's what creativity is about, end quote. Later in the interview, Spencer was asked to reflect on the lessons Xbox could take from Redfall and its launch date. Spencer said he believes the platform holder should have done more early in the game's development in terms of providing assistance to Arcane and setting expectations for what a first party game needs to deliver. Quote, when we acquire studios there are games that are in development, and then there are things that are either really early in development or not even conceived yet. I think we need to improve in engaging with games that are midway through production when they become part of Xbox, end quote, he said. Quote, I do think there's a different expectation for a game and a team when you've been third party and all of a sudden you become part of first party. There's a different expectation in terms of how you're going to perform on our console, and I think there's a different competitive set when people look at what the game is and say, hey, I want this game to feel as competitive as this other game on another console platform. And we didn't do a good job early on in engaging Arcane Austin to really help them understand what it meant to be part of Xbox and part of First Party, and use some of our internal resources to help them move along their journey even faster. We left them to work on the game, they're a very talented team, I love that team, and I still do, and I will totally bet on them to do another great game. But when Xbox Game Studios head Matt Booty, ZeniMax president Jamie Letter sit down, I think we can engage earlier with our different studios, and I do think there's a difference when we come in with a creative is already set on a game. And that's not washing our hands, every game we ship from our team is an Xbox game, so we take full responsibility for it." End quote. Spencer said he believes the platform holder did a better job with Bethesda's other 2023 release, the upcoming sci-fi RPG Starfield, in terms of assisting development because the game was earlier in production when Xbox acquired it. Quote, we should have been there for Redfall, co-creative director Harvey Smith, and the team earlier. I think that's on us, end quote, he continued. Quote, and then through the process, it's an Unreal Engine game. We have a bunch of studios that have done some really great work on Unreal over the years, and I think we were too late to help in that way that they had certain issues, end quote. Finally, Spencer said that while there are clearly things that can be improved in Xbox Game Studios, product delivery process, he won't force development teams to stick to making the type of games that they have a track record with. Redfall is a vampire looter shooter, a genre that's new to creator Arcane, which is known for its critically acclaimed immersive sim series Dishonored. Quote, I think back to the announcement of 60 frames per second, and then we weren't shipping 60 frames per second. That was kind of a punch in the chin, rightfully, a couple of weeks ago. And then seeing the game come out, the critical response was not what we wanted, and it's disappointing. So I kind of picked myself up and asked, what can we learn? How can we get better? One thing I'll fight in what went wrong, that's clearly quality and execution things that we can do. But one thing I won't do is push against the creative aspiration of our teams. I know a lot of people will say, hey, you've got teams. Teams know how to do one kind of game, just force them to go do that one kind of game that they've proven a track record of. 
and I'm just not a believer in that. Maybe that means I'll underdeliver for some of our fans out there, but when a team like Rare wants to do Sea of Thieves, when a team like Obsidian wants to do Grounded, when Tango wants to go do Hi-Fi Rush, when everybody probably thinks that they're doing the Evil Within 3, I want to give the teams the creative platform to go push their ability, push their aspirations. But I also need to have a great selection of games that continue to come out to surprise and delight our fans, and we underdelivered on that. And for that, I apologize. It's not what I expect, not what I want, but you know, it's ours to deliver, end quote. Man, what an interview. If you have not seen this, go watch the full interview on Kinda Funny Games. You gotta give Phil the respect for coming on the show to talk about that. Not easy, but that's what he's paid to do. He took it all on the chin. He said everything right. He said everything he had to. But at this point with Xbox, actions speak louder than words. I really never thought that this game would be that bad, even with the 30 FPS news, but this is shocking. I'm not supporting it. I have not downloaded it. I am intrigued to check it out maybe one day if they fix it, but... Starfield already had to be about an 11 out of 10. This makes it needing to be a 12 out of 10, and it's really just unfair to Starfield. They better be able to win this back with the showcase coming up next month. So let's move on to number two. Number two, get ready for the Xbox Game Showcase and Starfield Direct Double Feature airing June 11th. Joe Scrubbles at Xbox Wire writes, We're delighted to announce that the Xbox Game Showcase will be live streamed on June 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Immediately after the showcase, we'll be airing some Starfield Direct deep dive into Bethesda Game Studio highly anticipated sci-fi RPG. Join us for some new surprises and first looks from our incredibly talented internal studios and our many creative partners around the world. This is the day gamers have been waiting for to see for what is coming to Xbox, PC, and Game Pass. Starfield Direct will invite you to Bethesda Game Studios to learn much, much more about Starfield with tons of new gameplay, developer interviews, and behind-the-scenes insider information. Like last year, we'll also have a follow-up stream, Xbox Game Showcase Extended, airing June 13th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, with in-depth interviews focused on the news from our Xbox Game Showcase as well as game updates from our partners. You'll be able to watch on June 11th through a variety of outlets and in over 30 languages, and American Sign Language, British Sign Language, and English Audio Descriptions. You can tune into YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook. <sighs> it's hard to follow up that first news story, which was really disappointing, but Phil did talk about the showcase. He did talk about his vision and how he's confident in delivering that great game every quarter. I live for these. E3 every year was my Super Bowl. I cannot wait for this show. It's just so hard to talk about because every year we say, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year. This is the year. This needs to be the year. They need to show what's coming in the one to two to three years out for Xbox and deliver on gameplay trailers. What are some of these studios working on? Compulsion Games. Where is Fable? Avowed. Perfect Dark. <sighs> Just not a good week for Xbox this week. I can't wait for June 11th though. I'm not going to let them take that excitement. Number three, Xbox Series X storage just got cheaper. Cameron Faulkner at Polygon writes, There are many reasons to buy and enjoy an Xbox Series X. Its proprietary storage solution isn't one of them. The Seagate expansion card that goes into the back of the console has been exorbitantly expensive since 2020 when it launched alongside the Series X. Even as the cost of the fast M.2 SSDs used in PS5 sank, Xbox expansion cards clung to higher prices, likely in part because they're the only option. While following a stealthily week-long discount of the 1TB version to $149.99, originally $219.99, Microsoft announced on Twitter that the price cut is permanent. There are two other sizes, 512GB and 2TB, but 512GB is rarely in stock and too small. Seriously, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is 135.18GB, while the higher 2TB capacity may still be out of reach at $279.99. That's more than half the cost of a Series X. This is great news for gamers. I bought the original 1TB version at launch, 
And it's pretty necessary, honestly, if you're a big gamer and you do play live service games, which do take up a chunky part of your storage. Highly recommend if you play a lot of games. I just personally hate the constant uninstall install of all my experiences. And number four, Fall Guys Season 4 introduces level builder and fame passes. Tom West at True Achievements writes, Fall Guys Season 4 Creative Construction kits off next week, introducing a swath of new content for us to check out, such as an in-game level editor, new developer-made rounds, fame passes, and more. Grab your hard hat because Season 4 Creative Construction arrives in Fall Guys on May 10th for Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One. While we'll see more than 50 developer-made rounds added throughout the season and a big change to how Season Passes work, one of its more notable features is the addition of Creative Mode. Mediatonic has revealed that Fall Guys Creative will give us the tools we need to design our own rounds, including the theme and obstacles you'd like the beans to navigate. Once we've built our round, you provide a share code to share with your friends so they can join you in the custom show, a private lobby for your creations. On top of that, you'll be able to share your round with a wider Fall Guys community as Mediatonic will be curating playlists with the team's favorite rounds. Alongside the creative mode, Mediatonic will be dropping 50 new developer-made rounds during Season 4, all made using the new editor. The first 20 will be available on May 10th and can be played via solos in the show Selector. For those of you who can't commit too much time to the game during each season, Mediatonic has changed the Season Pass system, and will now order shorter Fame Passes instead. Each season will now feature multiple Fame Passes, each costing less than the previous Pass system. The first Fame Pass for Season 4 will include 6 iconic costumes to earn, as well as additional costumes and cosmetics to unlock after you've completed the Fame Pass. I do love Fall Guys, I don't play it nearly enough, I think it's just a fun game, even my fiance who's not a gamer finds joy in it, and even her parents at one point did. Check the game out, and I can't wait to see what some of these creative custom maps are. Always love that in video games. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. This one isn't as much as a fact, but someone at GameRant.com ranked all the games by Arcane Studios, and I thought it'd be a little bit interesting to go through their entire catalog by someone considering the release of Redfall this week. So this person ranked number 10, Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot, released July 26, 2019. Wolfenstein Youngblood, released July 25th, 2019. Number 8, Redfall, released May 2nd, 2023. Number 7, Arx Fatalis, released November 12th, 2002. Number 6, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, released October 24th, 2006. Number 5, Deathloop, released September 14th, 2021. Number 4, Dishonored, released October 9th, 2012. Number 3, Dishonored Death of the Outsider, released September 15th, 2017. Number 2, Dishonored 2, released November 11th, 2016. And number 1, Prey, released May 5th, 2017. I have actually played none of these games before. I want to give Prey a shot though, that game's always been so alluring to me and I hear nothing but good things, especially given I'm a big horror fan like Resident Evil. This year might be the year I give it a shot. It certainly doesn't seem like it's going to be Redfall anytime soon. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've continued slowly on my Logitech G Cloud playing through Pokemon Heart Gold, enjoying that experience, and I've played a lot more of Jedi Survivor. <sighs> it's such a fun game. The story is really good. The combat is great. But the performance is just killing me. It's so frustrating. So, so frustrating. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.